Hey guys, it's me, Harriet McClance, the co-founder of Her North. I'm so excited to have you listening in on my very first podcast titled Foundations of the Spiritually Sound Woman, seven-day mini course. Again, this is Harriet McClance. We're going to learn how to deepen our relationship with God through the study of his word and examine our lives so that we can apply godly principles and experience the peace, power, and confidence to face everyday issues of life. Now, the overall goal of this course is to provide you with a basic blueprint that you can use to ensure that spending time with God or an acronym that I use, TAG, Time Alone alone with God, so that you can create a blueprint that's going to enable you to spend that quality time with God and make it a priority for the rest of your life. Now, we're going to be uh, using, uh, for our required text, we're going to use the King James Version Bible, as well as a laptop, if you have that. Uh, You may need that to resource uh, material, to reference material that you may have from your devotionals. And you're also going to need a notebook, pencil, pen, highlighter, and whatever type of devotional that you feel comfortable using. You may want to use some devotional material from your pastor at your church. But just for this particular course, I'm going to use for my resources, the intouch.org website, as well as the devotionals, in addition to Billy Graham. Billy Graham's, billygram.org, odb.org as well, to get information that I need to help assist me with my study. And also, guys, you too, if you want to use the same material that I'm using here, feel free to do so. As I mentioned earlier, this is merely a blueprint that you can modify to best meet your needs. Now, on the very first day, we're going to talk about how to find your study nook. We're going to do this first. And after that, we're going to dive right into the lesson. Now, whenever you create a space for yourself, most of the time you hear men talk about having a man cave or women with the she shed. Well, this is even more important than maybe something like that. Not trying to marginalize it, guys, but The time that you spend with God is going to provide you with your foundation for peace. It's going to allow you to decompress from the troubles of yesterday and to embrace your today and enjoy and live a more purposeful life. Now, you can find a space in your closet. I remember in the uh, movie War Room, uh, this lady, she was in the closet and she would write scriptures on her notebook paper and paste them on her wall. So you don't have to have a formal room assigned. You can create a little nook in the corner of your dining room, which is what I did when we moved into a much smaller home. And I put up a little table and I found me a chair and I placed a little a nice little flower arrangement from Michael's and just made it a very warm and cozy space. And what's interesting is that my husband 
discovered the space as well, and he's using it pretty often too. So just whatever you can do to make this space cozy and attractive to where you really want to come and spend that quality time with God so that your mind and your body will automatically go to that place of refuge. So I want to encourage you to do that and to retreat to this place, not just uh, once a day, but whenever you want to just get into the presence of God. And I tell you, once you find your study and prayer nook, it makes it much more enjoyable and, and you have more purpose and reason to just go. And, and as you pass the area, there were days when I didn't study my word and, and I would pass by my little prayer nook and it was a little friendly reminder uh, to me from the Lord. Remember, remember me, spend time with me. So I want to encourage you guys that if you can, um, take some time out of your day today. And if you don't already have a prayer and study nook, I want to strongly encourage you to create one because this is a very easy routine to, to uh, it's a lot easier to establish your routine. In fact, once you have your study and prayer nook. Now that we have covered that, I want to mention to you that throughout this seven-day mini course, I will be introducing a healthy juice drink recipe from Dr. George Papalona Roger by the end of the course. So you want to stay, stay on this call and listening to this podcast so that I can provide you with a very quick and delicious recipe for anxiety and it's a smoothie and I can tell you a little bit more about the doctor later but we're going to go ahead and dive into our lesson for today which comes from first chronicles 16 and 11 and the scripture reads look to the Lord and his strength seek his face always it can be difficult to ask for help at times guys and We like to try to solve our problems on our own. That is not how the Lord created us to operate. We need his strength to persevere and we need the support of others as well. Rather than trying to muster up enough power to forge through life alone, we should seek the Lord's face and ask for help in time of trouble. The Lord is gracious and generous and he gives us strength. And he also gives us each other. Lord, I will seek your face always. When I feel overwhelmed and incapable of carrying on, I will come before you and ask for strength. Humble me to ask others for help when I need it. And give me eyes to see when someone else may need my help. Now that's really something to think about. Seeking his face and also making ourselves available to help others. Who has the Lord put in your life that has been a source of strength and encouragement for you? I want you to really think about that. Who has the Lord put in your life that has been a source of strength and encouragement for you? 
And as you meditate on that today, I want to encourage you to reach out to that person and let them know how you feel and how their encouragement spiritually has made a big difference in your life. God bless you. Let us pray. Dear Lord, we thank you for yet another day. We thank you for the fellowship of these women all over your land and country. And Lord, we thank you for allowing us to have the air in our lungs to be able to speak and share and to be around our loved ones at such a perilous time. Lord, I'm asking that you will continue to cover us and protect us from all the sickness and wickedness in the world. Lord, I'm asking a special blessing on women, our leadership, and people all over this land and country. And Lord, bless her north. Bless this fellowship. And let the women know that they are never alone and that you love them and that you are on their side. Amen. Okay. All right. That ends our time alone with God moment in our mini course. That's the beginning of our mini course, guys. It's just day one. We went over our creating a space for study as well as our lesson that was titled Seeking God's Face. And again, the scripture reading was from First Chronicles 16 and 11. So let's talk about the healthy juice. Now, a couple of years ago, I was in North Carolina and I was in this clinic to get a TB skin test because, you know, teachers have to get that thing done before they can get into the classroom. But anyway, um, they had this information about these health books. And I said, well, you know what? Let me let me see what they have. It may be something interesting or something that can help. So I decided to reach out to this lady who was a vendor and she came to my home and she introduced me to the Healthy Juices book by Dr. George Papillona Roger. Now, you can look for this book yourself if you want to, to get this book. It's probably, I'm sure, available online and um, it's sold by Safe Liz. And again, the doctor's name is Dr. George, spelled with a J, George D. Pamplona, Pamplona Roger. So that's his name. He is the doctor of medicine and surgery, and he is a board-certified general and digestive surgeon. So this is a Christian doctor who created a book, and he dedicated, dedicated it to all the people who were trying to improve their health. Now, this is what he says to the reader. If eating is important for health, drinking is just as or even more so important. For eating is not the same as drinking. Each one of these activities fulfills its physiological function, impacts different physical and mental health factors, and requires independent consideration. For that reason, the Apostle Paul writes to the believers from Corinth, 
So whether you eat or drink or whatever you do, do it all for the glory of God. So that comes from 1 Corinthians 10 and 31. I mean, really, we have a Christian doctor that's providing us with information on different drinks and smoothies that we can make so that we can improve our health. So let me go ahead and give you guys this recipe. And this is a drink for anxiety. And it is a fruit and grain-based smoothie providing nutrients necessary to balance the nervous system. So this particular drink is called Sweet Sincerity. And what this smoothie does is provides glucose derived from healthy sources such as bananas, strawberries, and honey, as well as soluble fiber that regulates absorption of glucose and other sugars. So listen for this recipe, guys. If you have a pen or a pencil or something, you may want to jot this down because I'm going to go through this twice. Okay, the first ingredient is two small bananas, one cup of strawberries. They can be frozen or fresh. Four tablespoons of coconut milk, two tablespoons of wheat germ, two tablespoons of honey, and one cup of oat milk, or you can use soy milk. Place all the ingredients in the blender and mix until a smooth consistency is achieved. Again, the ingredients are two small bananas, one cup of frozen or fresh strawberries, four tablespoons of coconut milk, two tablespoons of wheat germ, two tablespoons of honey, one cup of oat milk, or you can use soy. Preparation, place all the ingredients in blender and mix until you have a nice, smooth consistency. So, this is a very healthy drink, but he also recommends that anyone with a, cel a celiac sufferer or anybody who has conditions uh, with celiac disease, I'm not real familiar with it, but he has that noted here. But once again, this drink is designed to help calm your nerves, girl. This drink calms your nerves, so it helps with anxiety, and it also helps you wind down uh, from any stressors that you have. So anytime that we can use our food as our medicine, it's always a blessing from the Lord. So I want to encourage you on today. Let me know your thoughts. Send me an email, hello at hernorth.com, and let me know if you had an opportunity to try this drink. Make sure you read your Bible today. God loves you and I love you too. Bye. Hey there, this is Harriet McClance, the co-founder of Her North, www.helloathernorth.com. I want to thank you for tuning in where we are committed 
community of women that's committed to putting our full confidence in God while learning how to thrive in the real world. This is part two of how to treat your in-laws well. And I hope that before listening to this particular podcast, that you will listen to part one of how to treat your in-laws well, because this is part of a two-part series. First of all, uh, the last podcast that was titled How to Treat Your In-Laws Well, Part 1, deals with strategies that you can take to ensure that you are trying your best to treat your husband's family with respect and kindness. That also includes hospitality. We discuss some steps that you can take to ensure that uh, visits with your in-laws when they come to your home are pleasant and peaceful. Today, I'm going to talk more on a personal level as it relates to how to treat your in-laws well. And first, I want to cover a portion that I want to refer to as netiquette. Netiquette. Okay. Um, one of the schools that I truly enjoy visiting and reading articles from is uh, the British School of Etiquette. So if you get some time, I want to encourage you to visit their website. Um, the principal of the courses, they're located in London, England, and they provide so much insight on how to uh, treat others well. And part of that is also increasing your level of emotional intelligence and social competence. So if you get some time, visit uh, or Google the British School of Etiquette in London, England, and you will get a wealth of information on different things that you can do and uh, um, strategies that you can apply to your life so that you can become more emotionally intelligent when interacting with your in-laws or anyone else for that matters. Moving right along, Speaking of netiquette, social media, social media is a big deal this, these days. In fact, I just started um, using it because it allowed my message to go further with her north. But aside from that, I have always been sensitive about the type of information that I post. And I want to encourage you to do the same. Um, sometimes when when women don't have the courage to say what they really want to say to the people in their lives, they will use social media as a platform to post grievances or to um, uh, throw out little passive aggressive behavior. And I want to remind you to not do this when it comes to your husband's family, your in-laws, you, if especially if you have them as friends within uh, your Facebook community or your Instagram. If you're going to have any issue with anyone, do your best to talk to them and to express yourself there. Um, social media is not a place for you to post pictures where you're excluding people or uh, post uh, little sayings that may offend someone because this is wrong. It's just wrong. And, and if you're mature, 
mentally mature, you're able to keep certain things uh, at a place where you can deal with them or you choose to allow time to heal those little wounds. Um, again, be mindful about pictures, um, clothes that may be a bit too revealing, um, comments that you may make about other people within your husband's family. Don't put them on their Facebook page. If you don't feel comfortable with your husband's family being a part of your friends list, then just don't add them until you feel comfortable with them. If you do at some point uh, decide to make them a part of your community, you need to keep in mind that they are reviewing what you post on your webpage and they are reviewing what you post on your Instagram as well as your Facebook and you are sending a message. So be very cognizant of that and uh, keep in mind that Behind every action, there is a reaction. So be very sensitive to the needs of your in-laws as it relates to being respectful to them and your husband. The other thing is um, to make sure that if you have certain things and you can share with your family, please, with your husband's family, please make sure that you do that. Um, I try to uh, make it my business not to brag about anything uh, that we do or post pictures about things that we have done um, to people that I'm not close to uh, within that in-law uh, dynamic. And um, I'm just very aware. I guess what I'm asking you to do is to have more awareness about how you engage and interact with your in-laws. And if and when you decide to be around them, that you are present. Now, you don't have to try to create conversation with people that have harmed you, but you can be cordial. And that is something that I want to encourage you to do because everyone is on a different level. Mentally, spiritually, everyone matures differently. And you may not be where you should be, but you may be a little further along than somebody else. And someone else may be further along than you spiritually and emotionally. So just keep in mind to be sensitive to your husband's family. You don't have to be nitpicky about what's going on or what has been said but just make your boundaries clear. And that's, that's the key word here, healthy boundaries. Um, one good way to remember a boundary is whenever you go to the movie theater, you notice that they have these red ropes that prevent people from entering areas that they don't want the people to enter into. And that's what you have to do when it comes to any relationship especially the in-law relationship. If you know that there are some issues that exist uh, within that dynamic and they don't care that much for you or they treat you as if they don't, then the best thing to do is to incorporate healthy boundaries. Uh, create a space that's private for you and your husband 
that they're not a part of and that they're not privy to. But at the same time, you don't present yourself as someone that's trying to be isolating or rude or dismissive. Even if they're being that way to you, just try to go higher and take that high road. But again, healthy boundaries are very important. And sometimes if you're dealing with a in-law family dynamic where there is no boundaries, where people say what they want to say, how they want to say it, they're rude, disrespectful, and unkind to one another, then they're not going to have any boundaries or understand them when you start implementing them in your life, especially in reference to you and your marriage. So be very mindful and try to be patient during the process because it's a difficult journey when you come into a family where there's no boundaries, where people say what they want to say, and they may try to label you as sensitive because you refuse to accept unkind and unpleasant behavior as the norm. Because sometimes when you grow up in a dysfunctional uh, environment where people uh, people say and do whatever and this may be true for your own family when you do start to in implement boundaries you're seen as a person that's rude or insensitive or somebody that's uh, rejecting others when in fact all you're doing is protecting yourself is self-preservation and making sure that the people that are choosing to be a part of your life know where they stand in your life and what they can and can't say to you if they want to spend time with you. So again, healthy boundaries are very important. And there's a book uh, that's written by, I can't remember this author, and I'm going to come back to you in part three and provide you uh, a list of books, really good resources that you can use that help you establish healthy boundaries um, that's backed with biblical uh, perspective so that you can stay on course and ensure that you're doing the right thing. God bless you on today and thank you for tuning in. Bye.